Welcome to the One Life Podcast. Being a business owner is potentially the best path to build personal wealth. However, embarking on an opportunity, whether full-time or as a side hustle, is incredibly tough. I believe that understanding finances is integral to the success of your business. The purpose of this podcast is to empower you to understand, manage and grow your business finances and therefore your personal wealth. I invite you to join me every Friday as I share insights and actionable strategies to make your business serve you rather than you serve your business. I'm your host, Andrew Wilson. Welcome to episode nine of the One Life Business Podcast. I hope you're well and you're looking after yourself. Last week, I spoke about the first two elements of the balance sheet, fixed assets and debtors. And with debtors, we went through credit control and the tools that you can use to control credit, the automation of the tools. This week, I'd like to talk to you about the last two elements of the balance sheet. The first one is going to be your bank, and then I'm going to talk about creditors. What I'd like you to do is grab a pen and a piece of paper because I'm going to go through my setup of your business bank accounts. Most of you as business owners will have one business bank account. Jason Greystone on the Tears of Freedom program talks about you personally needing three bank accounts, one for living expenses, one for self-development, and a third for saving and investing. My setup for your business is much the same, actually, with the addition of one extra bank account. The three accounts I'd like you to set up to manage your business money are as one, your working current account. This is the body of your business. 90% of all the money received should be kept in here for the business day-to-day income and expenses. That percentage will change over time, and I'll explain that in a bit more detail later. The second account is your business development account, and this is the mind of your business. 5% of all the money received should be put into your development account to develop both yourself and train yourself and your staff, maybe for a fixed asset purchase, to explore new business opportunities, or to diversify your services and products. It's really important to separate this from your working current bank account. And the last bank account is your cash buffer or savings account. And this is the soul of your business. So there we have it. The body of the business at 90%, the mind of the business at 5%, and the soul of the business at 5%. Over time, these percentages will change. The only objective initially is to build your cash buffer account. And you have to make the decision how many months you want in there. Now, how do you do that? The first thing is to try and get all of your expenses to be paid on a monthly basis, not on an annual basis, okay? So insurance, software expenses, other things like that. Split it over the year, agree with your suppliers, and then go into your online accounting package, onto your profit and loss, Look at your month-by-month analysis and you will see that most months will have the same expenses coming out and you'll know roughly what you need. So let's say you've got a business that needs £3,000. £3,000 will cover all of your overheads. I quite like including in here the cost of your staff as well. Worst case scenario, your business stops trading, for instance, COVID, and you have to continue to pay your staff. What would happen in that situation? you would really like to have those costs covered for three months, ideally. Again, the only objective initially is to build that three-month cash buffer. 
efficiencies from reducing expenses and improving your margins, as I've discussed in the pre- in previous episodes, is really important to contribute to this cash buffer. By far, the best thing about setting up and paying into a separate cash buffer or savings account is the mindset it creates. Once the account balance starts to accumulate, we are all driven to work harder to achieve the target and the three months balance that's required. And as the balance increases, you'll start to feel better about the finances that are in your business and the comfort that a cash buffer provides. It just allows you that breathing space, that time to to go, you know what, actually, if I haven't bought in enough money this month, that's okay, because I've got a cash buffer that I could dip into if required. You don't really want to, but if needed, that's what can happen. And once the cash buffer is achieved, and this is the beauty of this system, once you've got your three months cash buffer, so as I said, if you've got one month that's £3,000, you need to have £9,000 sat in a bank account. And that, for a startup, isn't that easy to, to accumulate. It will take you some time. But as I say, you get that kind of snowball effect where you do want to save more because you're getting closer and closer to the target. But once you've achieved your three-month cash buffer, the money that was contributing to the cash buffer can now be diverted into a fourth account that's for you personally. So this fourth account is your profit account. Mike Michalowicz wrote a book called Profit First. Historically, all businesses look at a calculation which is sales minus expenses equals profit. And what Mike is saying in the book is everyone starts with sales. I've barely spoken about sales. I think you need to control your expenses first to then control your sales, which enables you to control your profit. But Mike's view, Mike McCallowich's view, is that you start with profit. I agree entirely with Mike. I think we do need to start with profit. You need to understand your margins. You need to understand your expenses. What I would caveat that by saying is your mindset is just as important. If you can get your three-month cash buffer sat in a savings account, and if it's three months or six months, whichever you decide, whichever makes you feel comfortable, then that's fantastic. Get that money into that savings account and put that to the side. And it's at that stage that you open up another account, which is a profit account. The money that was going into the savings account can then be diverted into this profit account. You pay your working capital, which is the money to run your business through your working current account. You leave your money in your business development account, but it's important to continue to accumulate that for business opportunities that may arise. And the money that goes into the profit account is money for you as the business owner. And every quarter, you look at that profit account and you make a decision about how much you take out. If you're looking for your personal financial independence, you want to be taking out as much as possible. This isn't just about your business. This is about you personally as well. And I think you always have to keep that in mind. Why are you in business? Well, you're in business to generate money, to succeed, and ultimately you want your financial independence. 
So that's my bank account set up. Four bank accounts, let's just have a recap very quickly. Your working current account, 90% of your money. Your business development account, 5% of your money. Your savings account or your cash buffer, 5%. That may be tough, so you have to work with these percentages, but that is an estimate at this time. Once you've saved your three months cash buffer, and that's entirely dependent upon your individual business, once you've saved that, then you can divert that money into a fourth account, which is a profit account. Move your money into your profit account, and then you will not use that money for your working current account, okay? You will not use that money to run your business. That is pure profit. And again, over time, you will learn more about your business, and the profit percentage hopefully will increase. And as the profit percentage increases, more money goes into the profit account, and you can therefore make a decision about how much you remove from that profit account into your personal coffers. And that may be dependent upon tax efficiency. Talk to an accountant, maybe. I think either way, you need to understand that a cash buffer isn't a quick fix. It's not something that's going to happen overnight. This is why I've spoken to you about doing the small, mundane, boring tasks day in day out and you will get that compound effect you will notice your cash buffer over time increasing and as you do your stress will start to to reduce it takes time effort and commitment but if you start and you continue to do it i promise you that it will change the way that you think about and feel about your business The last term I wanted to talk to you about on the balance sheet is creditors. And creditors are your suppliers or your service providers that you owe money to. Ordinarily, business owners have little regard for their suppliers. They they don't really concern themselves too much with who's supplying them or how they're supplying. Often, we view it that we pay for their goods or services and the suppliers should provide us with that and they should be happy to be paid. But in my opinion, suppliers are like employees. If you treat them well and you look after their needs, they in turn will treat you well and look after yours. The better the goods or the services that you're you're provided with, the more help it will give you and the best service or product you will give your customers. For example, in a service-based industry, a quick turnaround of work with no problems And remember, we live in a world of convenience, so problems are a pain and people are not happy with problems. They want convenience. And if you can give your customers a quick turnaround of the job with no issues, no problems, no concerns, it will keep your customers happy. And in turn, this will help you get paid. If you work with your suppliers, they can help you grow while securing and ideally improving the bottom line profit of your business. Profit first, remember? I recommend, as I mentioned last week, when I asked you to build a relationship with your customers for credit control purposes, I think you need to build a relationship with your suppliers as well. One that's mutually beneficial. It's always useful to frame the relationship. Explain to your suppliers, look, this is what I'm looking to do with the business. Are you going to come along with on, for the ride with me? Because if you are, then let's work together. So this feeds into the cost of supplies as well. Because as mentioned before, I have no issues with sitting down with suppliers and speaking about a, uh, securing a prompt payment discount. 
or them giving us a bulk buying discount or rebates when we buy more of their products or more of their services. Those tools that I spoke to you about offering your customers to get paid promptly and to have a good relationship with them, you have to want and and almost demand that from your suppliers as well. But they need to be, be coming along for the ride. And if your credit control is good and you're bringing money through the door, as I spoke about debtors, and being paid in a timely fashion, then you can pay your creditors in a timely fashion. And believe me, creditors love being paid and suppliers love being paid in a timely manner. That is one of the major driving factors to a good relationship. It's exactly like your employees, isn't it? If you didn't pay your employees, they would feel aggrieved. They would be unhappy. They would be knocking on your door. So why do we take a different view when we're paying our suppliers? I think it is important to manage the relationships that you have in business. So look, I hope that was helpful this week. As I say, set up your business bank accounts in the right fashion. It will help you understand your finances. It will drive you to control your costs. Because when you control your costs and you've got more money coming into your business, you're building that cash buffer uh, quicker. And if you're building the cash buffer quicker, then once you're at the target, you can then start to feed the money into you personally. And that's what we all want, isn't it? Okay, guys, listen, take care. Have a good week. I will catch up with you next week.